Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Briz over here. Reverend Z over here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. Welcome to episode number 18. Now we do this every week, Friday morning, and then we turn it into a podcast. And today we're talking about the cult of personality. Now, if you're not entirely clear what that definition refers to, I'm going to tell you to go look it up because I don't want to cloud your mind with what it used to mean. We're, we're going to move that, that needle, I think, in a different direction today a little bit as we go. And please know we are supported by the New Thought Media Network, and this is a production of New Thought Media Network. If you'd like to get in touch with us, leave us some feedback or make a suggestion for a future show, just hit us up at ministertalk.org. Again, that's ministertalk.org at ntmedia.org. All right, Brother Z, here we are. And we, you and I have been talking a little bit before the episode got started. And the first thing we want to do to everybody is we want to give a big, huge shout out to Vice Presidential Candidate Kamala Harris. Yes. First woman of color mm -hmm. on uh, as a vice president or presidential ticket. And... Uh, and that's just a great thing to see in our lives and in our world. However, it led us to this discussion that, boy, the words weren't even out. Joe didn't even finish typing the tweet that announced it. And there was a huge backlash and everybody and there. It seemed like everybody came out either screaming and yelling hallelujah or screaming and yelling, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Yes. Um. Z, where does this come from, this immediate vitriolic hatred? Um, well, you know, I, I, I think at its roots, <clears throat> it's based in fear, right? Uh, it's based in fear and, and lack in the person or people who are putting this information on the airways, if you will, because... You can come down many different avenues about who Kamala Harris is and what she's done and her record and all of that. But in terms of being a quality candidate that's intelligent, that's articulate, that is feisty when need to be, when is, is, is compassionate when she needs to be, it makes it very difficult to fight that. So the thing you have to do <clears throat> is attack. You have to begin to create doubt and create all kinds of confusion around the real character. And if you don't do your homework, you begin to bleed into that, excuse me, or lead into that because it's dominating the airways. And if you don't do your work, you can't bite any of it back. Right. It's sort of the difference between black woman nominated for VP and uh, former DA, senator, 
and future and future leader of the right there's yeah yeah we have to insert that we have to well we don't have to so right. when i heard the announcement my thought was wow powerful woman track record of as a law and order candidate mm -hmm. and oh and she happens to be a woman of color right now 10 years ago, we'd be all up in arms if it was a white woman that had gotten nominated. And well, when was John McCain and Sarah Palin, right? We've. Yeah. But you forget that. But um, how. You know, you know, the other thing is she checks so many boxes, right? And not, and, and not that it's about checking boxes. All right. Let's just be clear on that. But right. in terms of, of her ability to have a broad appeal, you know, an Asian mother. Uh, 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 African diaspora father from, you know, mother from India, father from Jamaica. She went to a historical black university. She's a member of uh, a historical black uh, Greek fraternity, law school, uh, DA, uh, attorney general for the state of California. So she covers a lot of ground. And that personality and, you know, speaking of cult of personality, right. a personality like that, that is that that can cover a lot of ground, that can speak to a lot of issues and that can appeal to people at a real level. It really begins to, uh, I believe, affect those who can't touch or check those many boxes, you know, because the more boxes you can check, that means I got more chance to get constituency if that's all it's about, which is not. But it gives me a it gives me a preview into a sector of life, into a way of life that more people are living so that I can contribute to how do we make that better. And therein, I believe, is the key to our evolution, folks, our key, the key to our freedom, uh, because you've heard us use the term now, right? The cult of personality. And that often has a negative connotation. Yes, it's predominantly associated with fascists and dictators and um and we're not going to go down that road this morning what we're doing is we're looking at is it possible to change the use of that term what if a cult of personality what if the personality was for good what if the personality wasn't a human being but rather an ideal yes Perhaps you might find that ideal right now in the Democratic Party, but perhaps you might not. Perhaps you might find that ideal that in the Republican Party right now, perhaps you might not. Perhaps it might be with the progressives or the Greens or the Libertarians or whoever we want to be with. Right. Right. There's room enough for everybody on this ship. What if we make love a personality? What if we make uh, connection and collaboration, the yes. personality, rather than just some pompous, narcissistic ass who's only in it for themselves. Well, you know, and and, and, and I agree with that 100% because, you know, there's the old, old saying that we may have come over here on different boats, but we're all in the same ship now. Right. And the ship that we're on called the democracy that of the United States at all levels is in trouble. Yeah. And if we do not band together 
and get beyond our differences and 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 idiosyncrasies the whole ship is going to go down and we're all going to drown and so and so we we it behooves us it behooves us to begin to start looking at how do we live collaboratively communally and how do we begin to uh, in a safe and healthy way have the tough conversations, learn to put our personalities and personal uh, preferences to the side for a moment, if need be, so that we can talk about the hard issues, the real issues, openly, honestly, and begin to see how if I'm stuck all the way in the right or stuck all the way in the left, that we have to find some common ground. Right. And if we don't, the, the the negative connotation of the cult of personality will continue to be prevalent and to pop up and to create situations where uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness will begin to erode. Yeah, exactly. I begin the. I believe the erosion has begun. <laughs> we got to stop the erosion and. <laughs> And, you know, I love what Elsie is saying because there's a huge part of this that it does come back to that that what that state of mind that says I am better off collaborating and cooperating than I am competing. Yes. And I, we've taken competition to the point where we were talking about this again and before the show. I'm sure some of the memes that I saw in the last two days, some of the accusations I've seen against Ms. Harris in the last couple of days, I'm pretty sure they didn't just pop into somebody's mind yesterday. I'm pretty sure these are this is stuff people have been working on for a while. So the minute that she got into the race, people started to try to cut her down. People try to stick holes in her, in her, her ideas and her vision for what we can be as a country. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if we're in a preemptive cancel culture. I know there's a lot of people railing against the council cancel culture right now. And I agree to judge people by their past exclusively denies people the, the promise and the opportunity for redemption. Yes. And however, we are wholesale preemptively canceling people's ability for redemption, opportunity for redemption. When we come out and say, well, she did this 10 years ago, or she did that 20 years ago. That means she's going to do that for the rest of her life. Hey, he did that when he was 10, 15 or 20 guys. If I was still doing the stuff I was doing when I was 19 years old, I'd be living on the streets of New York City, getting ripped off and not knowing where. We all have that ability to grow, evolve, change, and shift. But here's the thing: it doesn't happen in a bubble. Yes, and 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 I would say we all must grow and evolve, or else that's not living. I mean, when we look at everything in nature that's around us, which is my go-to when I get confused about how us humans are doing it, I go to nature and I look and I say, there is nothing in nature that does not grow, that does not grow and evolve and change. And so, because that is the nature of life. We started out as a little speck 
in a mother's womb and we grown up to be these big bodies and things we are now. So, and, and the ideas and the ways of, of, of going about our lives that we had from that point, from, in, from, from, from conception to where we are now is totally different. Are there commonalities? Are there themes that continue to play out? Yes. But the approaches, the ideas, the conceptions of how we do this thing called life changes. And so, you know, for an example, today, my middle daughter is going off to start her life. She's finished school. She's got a job. She's moving to her next city and going to work. Well, that's not the same, you know, very quiet, very shy little girl I used to have when she was six, seven years old. She's going to be 23 now and, and she's going to be, and she is a totally different at least personality <laughs> that she is now than she was then does she still have those same tendencies yes but she's evolved into something else right. and that's how we have to judge right. if we want to judge at all goodness gracious <laughs> exactly I, so part of what i see is we're moving away from the competition a culture of competition, and I trust we're moving into a culture of collaboration. Yes. If not, if not that, at least cooperation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very minimum, folks. Can we agree to cooperate with each other? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's key because it it speaks to this whole thing of uh, connectedness, right? When you when you look at collaboration and cooperation, there is a sense, an underlining sense that there is a connectedness between us. There is a mutual something, define it how you want, but it's mutual that we make this thing happen or this thing not happen for the benefit of the collective. Yeah. And, and, and now we, 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 we're, we're in this environment where People are are, 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 are are seeming, and I'll say seeming because I don't want I don't know what's in their head, but that seeming they don't care. They'll they'll take a small thing and 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 try to exclusively hold on. Now, if we go back to nature, if you if you put that kind of idea in your body, it's called cancer, right? And if it's not checked, it will destroy or put in jeopardy the whole entity. And so, I mean, for me, I, those are great lessons, great signs that say, hey, this is what could happen if we don't allow ourselves to come together and cooperate. And not that those things don't happen, but we need to be able to quarantine them and bring them back in check to keep the whole entity alive and in balance and living. And that's where we are right now, I think. Yeah. As you were saying that, it reminded me. I see this all the time in social media. Someone throws out some crazy theory, some crazy idea, and somebody will ask them, "Well, hey, where's your proof on that? Where, where's your, where's your source? Where, give us some, some verifiable data that what you're saying has any merit whatsoever." And they turn around and they're like. Well, Google it. It's on the internet. It's everywhere. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So now it's my job to prove your point. Mm -hmm. 
and you're gonna and you're not even gonna care if what you're saying I had a woman I had a woman the other day truly blocked me on on social media simply because I asked for please at least one sustaining point or one outside source that lends credence to this crazy accu I didn't say crazy but to this accusation you're making and within minutes I was blocked wow nope. get out of my life get off my get out out of my so people have there's so and I, I'm watching it again and again folks so this is the cautionary tale right if we continue to allow ourselves to lock ourselves into our own bias bubbles our own media biases and we continue to allow ourselves to say my way or the highway then the only the eventual what we know is that path leads to fascism dictatorship and a cult of personality and mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to create so we've got to be i agree with you right? i keep hearing this we got to be willing to listen to more than our own opinions listen to more than our own perspectives but that can get that can get scary. It's well, you, it, it, oh, very scary. I, and, and I was sitting here, and I was just thinking when you were saying that, I'm, I'm reading this book now by Seth Godin called The Icarus Deception. And I, I may have mentioned that before, but he, 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 he talks about one of the ideas, he talks about this whole idea of connectedness um, and that, and that, we it, it it would behoove us to begin living our lives as artists as opposed to industrialists or or informationists because those two environments inherently begins to weed out uniqueness begins to weed and they, they push you into conformity or they push you into this me first. I got the, the information. Look at me. Look at me. But in, in, in somewhat of a negative way. But with, if we live in it as an art, well, yeah, I want you to look at my art, but I'm not going to tear down. If I'm a painter, I'm not going to tear down the sculpture because we're, we're beginning to portray and articulate the same thing from different mediums, from different perspectives. And oftentimes they begin to uh, support each other and 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 give validation, if you will, to each other, and that's how we have to begin life. I think, and I think he's right on point when he begins to say, "Live life as an art, and begin to think of the collaborative way we can do this." Yes, and what I know, I love that. I hadn't heard of that one. I got to go find. I got to have to go give that a read. Uh, so, and. From if we start with collaboration, it, uh, sorry, if we start with cooperation, yes, that actually leads us to collaboration. Yes, and I believe it's through that collaboration that we also come to recognize the term co-creation. That it's not me doing the work; it's this divine oneness that we happen to call God that's really doing the work. And when I can get in alignment with the ultimate divine truth, then I'm co-creating. Yes. Then, then it's then it's God through and has my hands, and then my input informs this one. You know, informs creates a new impulse, a new idea, a new perspective, a new way to see it, and I create something differently. 
and you know that you know when you're saying that it, it, it brought this idea of alignment you know I, I read something the other day and it was talking about that and it, it was saying that you know when you are driving your car you want everything in alignment you want your wheels balanced you want the tires aligned and you want your engines and and hoses and gears aligned because when that is the case it takes a lot of the friction out of life it takes a lot of the 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 ruddiness if you will out of the thing and what because and once it's aligned it runs a lot smoother it 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 performs a a, a lesser degree of wear and tear on the vehicle and that's where we have to uh, uh move to i believe because we're putting a lot of wear and tear on every thing in our society now the people the planet the the economy the health everything is out of alignment and once we can align ourselves with the divine idea it's going to give us a better blueprint if you will or a better canvas to be this artist of life to contribute and work together and co-create a situation a life whatever it is we're trying to do in any sphere with the ease and grace that allows us to benefit everything and everybody yeah Comes back to that one, the alignment, right? And there's an old, there's a movie out there, folks. I love telling this story. Pushing Tin, with uh, John Cusack and uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and they play air traffic controllers. And the scene that I always love is John. He's not. He's off screen. He's not on the controls. And the guy on the controls kind of breaks down and loses it. He has to jump in and he takes a look at the scope and there's like 20 planes and yada. He just starts barking out orders and do this and do that and go here and go. And he's being the artist. He's being the art. He's just painting this vision in his own mind. No real concept exactly how it's going to work out just yet. But he's, he's getting all of these pilots to kind of do these crazy things real quick. And it all comes into alignment and all at once, all of those planes on the scope just go whoop, and they're all in a line and they all land one right after the other. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's happy. Everybody's cheery. And, you know, and, and it's a movie. It's Hollywood. But I agree. The point is, and I was taught this very, very early in this philosophy. If you put one thing in order in your life, then by the laws of the universe, everything else has to start lining up behind that. You right. get your oil changed, you realize that the mechanic tells you, hey, that left rear wheel is out of alignment, let's get that, and then you get that fixed, and then that leads you to the next piece that says, hey, here's the next thing to fix. Yep. And, 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 and no, so we get to that point where if we put one thing in alignment, everything else lines up behind it, <laughs> I have found the easiest thing for us to get in order in our lives is our own spiritual practice. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, again, if we go back to this cult of personality idea, in a, in a positive way, we want to have personalities that are gregarious and supportive and happy and analytical when we need to be so that we can begin to build a cult of personality that is supportive, that is in alignment with life and longevity so that we can begin to make things work smoothly. 
Not that there won't be bumps in the road. Not that my tire won't get a flat. Though that's that's life. But the ability to create an infrastructure or 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 or, or, or container where we allow for life to happen as it does, but it also gives us the opportunity to be able to work through those issues. I got a flat. Well, I got a spare in the back tire with a good working jack. Let me jack it up, fix it, then I'll go get that. Boom, right? We have to begin to take life in these same type of metaphoric, uh, uh, natural occurring things so that we can begin to strive and create a true art of life. Yeah. Well, there it is, folks. Are we creating the art of life? Are, are you creating the life you desire in the midst, in the mixed, in the, in the middle of this amazing thing that we call humanity? Mm-hmm. Because none of us are really, we all know this. We all, we're not doing this in a bubble. We're all, we're all in this together. We're all moving in different ways and we're bumping into each other in the middle of the night and in the middle of every nowhere. And, and there is a vision of how humanity can work together as a collective. Yes. Part of what New Thought Science of Mind teaches at its very core is that deeply we are one. Yes. We don't, we often don't know it. We often can't see it. We often pretend that that's only true for those that are, that are the closest to us. But I tell you, those that are on the op- opposite side of the spectrum from me, no opposites. The other side of the circle from me, the people that I have the hardest time seeing eye to eye with, well, there's still, they're still a divine creation of God as well. They're still doing the best they know with what they've got. And we may not see in the same direction. We may be looking at each other strangely. And yet we are on this thing called planet Earth together. So how do we start, how do you start to cooperate, collaborate, and co-create? And, and you know, that, that, that idea of, again, connectivity, oneness of humanity, I mean, it's so clear in my mind that if, if I needed a kidney transplant, barring any, any subtle differences in blood type and those type of things, I could take a kidney from anyone who wants to donate one, right? Or if I needed a blood transfusion, there are a couple of types that I couldn't get, but there are a few other types that I could get to save my life. But they're from two different entities from, could be from two parts of the world, from two different, uh, 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 cultural and racial, uh, backgrounds, but it will still work. Yeah. And that in itself shows that there is a unity and a connectivity between us as humans that we have to begin to lean into more and begin to, to again, I mean, the whole theme, this whole thing of collaboration and cooperation and connectivity to lean in and begin to understand that more so that the personality that we begin to create individually and collectively is my life is your life and your life is my life and that all is God's life and we need to preserve that as best we can and so just line up let's get the alignment and move the thing down the track yeah 
you, you're, uh, you know, dude, I, I love these conversations because number one, yes, we do think alike. You and I do come from, we come from very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. there, there's no question about that. We come from very different backgrounds. We have a very different education. We both had very different educations of what it meant to be children and young men and young adults and, and middle-aged adults. And, <laughs> yes. But here in middle age, we're sort of finding each other, right? And <laughs> I think that the, diverge, the, the diversity is great. The diversity is, abs is amazing. And we're moving towards that place of inclusivity mm -hmm. where I don't see you as a black man. I see your color, but I don't define you as a black man or a black radical or a, a imam or a, I, 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 I see you and I see my brother. Yes. I, I see a guy I've been on a journey with for close to, man, over a decade now we've known each other. Yes. We've come to be able to see the world from a similar enough perspective that we work together. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, just to jump on that quick, you know, I remember the first time we met, right. We, mm -hmm. we met in confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we, I mean, we were, we were throwing, you know, uh, uh, verbal battles back and forth. We were in school together and we were debating this point. And, you know, if someone had seen us then looking at the evolution, they would have said, they would say them guys are going to be mortal enemies the way they're going at it now. Right. <laughs> And now here we look 10 years later and we're best of friends. Yeah. We support each other. And, and, and that's what it's about me because at that point I was coming from one perspective. You was coming from another. We didn't take time to view each other's point. Right. And so we stuck to our guns. But as we begin to get to know each other ideologically and personally and emotionally, we had to take a new position because we realized that the old one wasn't working. All right, folks. So last thought, we're going to get out of here and let you get into the rest of your day because we've effectively invested another half hour. I think this week should be take your enemy to lunch week. Yeah. Yes. Find somebody you don't agree with and invite them to lunch. Maybe it's a virtual lunch in, in, in the middle of the pandemic. Maybe they're on the other side of the country or the planet. Uh, so, hey, folks, we are a couple of ministers talking shit. This is a program here every Friday. We come to you live on Facebook and YouTube, and then we recreate this into a podcast that was released middle of the day on Friday. It's all made possible by the New Thought Media Network. We appreciate them. There's a link in the description to this video. We thank you for your donations to New Thought Media Network and helping to keep this kind of programming on the air. If you'd like to get in touch with us and uh, send us your feedback, minister talk at ntmedia.org. Or if you have an idea on something you'd like to hear us uh, share about, something you'd like us to explore, a topic, uh, please send us that, send that our way as well. We love you much. Next up on New Thought Media Network, morning prayers, 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, just 45 short minutes from now. So on behalf of myself, I'm Rev Briz. I'm Rev Z. We love you. Make it a great week. Peace and blessings. Peace, love, and insight. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, 
please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.